Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Preacher Dad Podcast. Seems that uh, my podcast tends to be like my blog. Uh, <laughs> in case you didn't know, I blog at PreacherDad.com about everything from parenting to politics to preparation. And upon a blog, this that blog and this podcast, we're trying the best we can to give that biblical perspective. Uh, we don't need to judge our lives on our feelings, on uh, the the swaying of culture, the in, impermanence of cultural opinion. Uh, we don't need to make decisions based upon uh, family, what makes our family happy, based on what makes anybody happy around us. We need to base our decisions on the Word of God. What is the biblical perspective? What does the Bible say about this topic? And how can we apply it? How can we make that work out in our lives? So. That's what this podcast is about. I'm glad you're here with me today. Um, the, the comment I made about a uh, long hiatus, I just seem to have a hard time getting these episodes and getting them put down. And, you know, that's what happens when you have uh, eight children, when you have a full-time job, when you have uh, just other responsibilities. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make a difference in our, in our community and in our country because I believe passionately that reformation is what we need in our nation. Uh, we're, we don't need just some revival to perk us back up. Uh, you know, weekend experiences need to last longer than the next week. Uh, we need a reformation. We need a forming again of the truth. We need a reforming of our lives that adheres to biblical principles. So that's kind of uh, the things that I am passionate about. So. I'm working towards those ends. And, um, you know, today, and I might not get this podcast out tonight, but today is May the 4th. And I'm a typical American dad, and or maybe atypical, <laughs> but I like Star Wars, and so May the 4th be with you. That's what we say today. It's the National Star Wars holiday, uh, at least among Star Wars geeks like me. We, uh, we celebrate extra hard on May the 4th. So uh, to all my Star Wars nerd buddies out there, keep up the good work, man. I mean, you know, there's plenty that you could argue about negative things that are in Star Wars. And certainly the more recent alliterations of this um, story, I am not a huge fan of. Uh, but, and as is per their, uh, their habit, Disney has a tendency to screw everything up. But Star Wars in its original form was really good and uh, was is great science fiction fantasy. It teaches good things on the whole. <laughs> There's some bad things, but it, on the whole, teaches good versus evil, good triumphs over evil. Evil is more seductive and easier than doing the right thing. But doing the right thing ultimately uh, it wins out in the end. Uh, it's possible to redeem even your uh, incredibly evil relatives. I mean, that those are great, <laughs> great lessons from Star Wars, and uh, I, I, I support them. But in addition to May the Fourth, today there is a huge, just a huge news story 
that is just massive. And you probably know that I'm talking about the fact that the United States Supreme Court, it is said, may overturn Roe versus Wade, which is the the court decision in 1972, I think, which um, provided the United States with the right to an abortion and allowed abortion to become legal at any laws that made abortion illegal were declared unconstitutional. And so here in the last couple of days it has come out that the United States Supreme Court as of now has voted five to four to overturn Roe versus Wade, reverse that decision, and allow states to decide for themselves and the elected officials in those states to decide for themselves if abortion is something they want to have in their state. And that's the way it should have been from the beginning. The reason our federalist system, and it's not a democracy even though it's often called that, and we have a representative republic, and this system works because each state is allowed to have make their own decisions within uh, certain guidelines, within, you know, within certain boundaries. The states are responsible for everything. The Constitution says that everything that is not specifically granted to the federal government in the Constitution, every power, every responsibility, every area that's not specifically granted to the federal government in the Constitution is left to the states and I think you have a very easy journey within your state to convince your state lawmaker lawmakers your state legislators and your governor to outlaw abortion in your state to make it incredibly hard to get one to I mean you know let's take the steps we have to take but this is this would be a huge victory a huge victory for the cause of life for the unborn and also their mothers. What most people don't remember is that there are two victims to every abortion. And that mother might be choosing uh, to end the life of her child, but she does not realize she is usually deceived. Mothers are usually deceived by the, uh, the purveyors of child butchery uh, in our country those that make money from the killing of unborn children, those people deceive those mothers into thinking uh, that it's nothing more than getting a tooth pulled when it actually has life-altering consequences and it's very dangerous and um, there's a whole myriad of reasons why women should not get an abortion. But I have a lot of compassion for women that have had an abortion. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, folks, this would be a huge victory for the right, for the the way of truth and light. Uh, Let's just say, you know, um, (laughs) let's just say Luke Skywalker and Han Solo would be jumping up and down because they're on the right side. And uh, this would be amazing. Now, the problem here is that there has hardly ever been a leak of this sort from the United States Supreme Court. Almost everything in Washington leaks except the Supreme Court. They have been incredibly tight-lipped. They have incredibly, 
I don't know if they have harsh security measures. I don't know if they're, you know, if they take leakers out and they pelt them with tennis balls if they leak information to the press, but something goes on there that keeps them from leaking information. But this one leaked because it's a big deal and a lot of people are commenting that it was probably a leftist that leaked it. There was probably a liberal that leaked the information in order to possibly sway the vote of one of those conservative justices the other direction, to change the, their decision. And their decision is not final at this point. They may still rule that Roe versus Wade is good law, which it actually isn't, according to the lawyers that I trust. It is really poor law. Uh, it was forced Anyway, the original decision was an awful one for multiple reasons, but we need to... Uh, whew, the Supreme Court needs to uh, be much more careful with their decisions because this, if, if this al allows them to sway the court, if this leak sways their decision, then the future of our country is... That's just one more thing that's greatly threatening our nation and threatening to tear down the fabric of our country when judges at the highest level, the highest court, the Supreme Court of federal courts, that's the top one, if those guys can be made to change their mind due to political pressure, then we don't have a lot of hope, or at least... Things are very, very dark. Things are very dark. But as Aragorn said in The Lord of the Rings, in Helm's Deep, he said to King Theoden, when things looked very dark and there was almost no hope, he said, well, let's look to the dawn and hope. There is some hope left. The sun is going to come up. Let's look for the dawn and hope. It doesn't matter if there's just a little bit. At least there's some. Anyway, the bottom line here is that this is very exciting news for those of us that are passionate about the right to life, are passionate about the fact that every human being has a right to live, and that includes those human beings that are not yet born. Um, it's pretty despicable the way some people are absolutely losing their minds over the fact that this atrocious practice would perhaps be illegal in some states. It's not even going to be illegal in every single state, it's just that they're going to be permitted to make it illegal if they want to. That's all we're talking about here, and apparently the left believes, at least the extreme left, I want to say all left, all liberals are the same, but the extreme left certainly believes that that itself is going to undermine democracy. And now they're trying to uh, codify the legality of abortion into law. The United States Senate, Chuck Schumer, was talking about trying to make it uh, get a law passed right now that would make them illegal. Uh, make all abortions, I'm sorry, make all abortions legal. Um, anyway, this is, this is the big news right now. Uh, it's really actually awesome 
and I am just on pins and needles and hoping, hoping, hoping that this decision will be made final and that we can begin to save babies. We're going to save some babies, I hope, here in Georgia. Uh-oh, I revealed what state I'm in. Well, if you listen long enough, you'll figure out a lot about me. But anyway, uh, I wanted to say a little bit about how you can influence your society. The, this culture, we have got to be biblical citizens. We've got to be Christians that impact our communities. And I've been talking a little bit here and there about ways to do that. And one way that is very persuasive is with your money. Money talks, baby. Show me the money. And no, I'm not talking about bribing your congressman uh, to do what you want him to do. I'm not talking about anything like that. What I'm saying is where you send your money sends a message. So you can talk with your money by where you send it and where you keep from sending it. So if I support certain ideals, certain uh, positions, policy positions, and I base those ideas on scriptural principles, then I can confidently support uh, candidates for office that that hold the policy positions that I have determined adhere to scriptural principles. And so I can do that confidently and um, there are times when it is right and good to give money to a political candidate. And we should do that carefully, cautiously, but there is a time and a place to give money to a certain campaign to help the right people get elected. Because let me tell you something, friends. The fact that the United States Supreme Court has very likely, is there's a very good chance that the United States Supreme Court will overturn Roe versus Wade and allow abortions to become illegal in this country. The fact that that is happening is a result, a direct result of the right people getting elected office. We elected a good president in Donald Trump. Was he the greatest ever? No. Did he have some faults? Of course. Show me a president who didn't have faults. Uh, even George Washington had wooden teeth. <laughs> but, uh, but he had some faults, but he was a good president and he did good things. And one of those things, a couple of them, was he nominated two conservative justices to the United States Supreme Court. Uh, Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Kobe Barrett. And that swayed the court in the direction that it needs to be swayed toward the originalist interpretation of Scripture. And now we are looking at a 5-4 decision that potentially could overturn Roe versus Wade, which I honestly, a couple of years ago, didn't think I would see in my lifetime. I mean, I prayed for it, but I didn't, I, I didn't legitimately look for that to happen. Uh, just a few years ago. But here we are, and it's partly because we elected Donald Trump, it's also partly because we had conservatives in the Senate and people that were able to approve those appointments. And even though the confirmation hearings for Brent Kavanaugh were a sham, were disgusting, uh, he was approved and he was 
uh, approved for membership on the United States Supreme Court. And there's a whole lot of other judges that are also leaning in the conservative way, federal judges that were appointed by President Trump. And because of that, we are winning a lot of battles in the courts right now. And that is one of the few things that is holding back the tide of wickedness in our country. So let me tell you, um, voting matters. It matters a lot. And who we vote for matters a lot. And we need to make sure that we are paying attention to even the smallest races. As Christians, I believe it is our duty to research candidates' positions. There are plenty of voter guides out there. Uh, you can find them online if you dig a little bit. Look at wallbuilders.com for a good list of uh, voter guides in a lot of different races. We need to do that research so that we can make good choices for people to be elected to office. And let me tell you, once they're elected to school board, then sometimes they're elected to county council, <clears throat> sometimes they're elected to city council, sometimes they're elected to mayorships, sometimes they're elected to the state legislature, maybe they're <clears throat> uh, become secretary of state or, or uh, maybe they're a state Supreme Court justice. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe somebody becomes governor. I mean, that's what we're, we are talking about starting small and growing big. And uh, we've been doing a good job at the local level uh, over the past few years and we need to continue that. And so I'm a supporter of that philosophy, that idea. And we as Christians need to be engaged in the culture war. And a huge part of that is voting. And we need to get the right people elected. And sometimes that means giving them some money. Now also, your money talks when you keep from sending it certain places. You keep from sending it certain places. I have been um, pretty shocked by the things I've heard from some companies in this country, which they would be much better off just to be neutral, just to stay out of politics, but they can't. They feel this pressure that somehow if they don't come out and support the left agenda, the left-wing agenda, if they don't come out and just declare themselves part of that movement, that they will somehow lose business or they'll get canceled or they get boycotted. Let me tell you something, folks. Boycotts don't really work when the left does it. I think that uh, it is a... It is misinformation, it is disinformation, false news. Uh, no, it's called fake news, sorry. <coughs> uh, fake news. That there is a huge majority of liberals in this country that, can, that are swaying public policy. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not, a, it's not a huge majority of liberals. The right... The right is the big majority in this nation. And it's the left-wing liberal nutjobs that are trying to push even the Democratic Party further and further left. There's plenty of Democrats that are like, look, I, I, don't, I don't adopt all of this left-wing crazy agenda over there. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, my. This... Uh, this cough break brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee. 
Am I drinking Black Rifle Coffee? No, I'm not, because they are not a sponsor of this program. However, if they wanted to become a sponsor, <clears throat> they would be welcome. <laughs> so if you take your money and you keep from giving it to the wrong places, if you keep from giving it to the wrong people, then you have made a statement and you have a lot more influence than you think you do. I, I've been really stunned by the <clears throat> agenda of Disney. I mean, uh, honestly, not too stunned by the fact that they have this agenda of grooming children into um, transgenderism and convincing boys that they're girls and girls that they really should be boys and and just this this indoctrination that they have just said, yeah, we're, we're not really a secret. We're trying to get children to indoctrinate children. I mean, Disney is saying this. They're fighting against Governor DeSantis in Florida. And honestly, I'm so proud of what Governor DeSantis has done. I'm so glad that he's willing to fight for the right, that he's not willing to just roll over and, and uh, give up, as I've seen other conservative governors do. <clears throat> I applaud Governor DeSantis very much so. But I'm telling you folks, you know, Disney's been shocking and I don't really want to give them my money. I don't want to go see their movies. Um, I don't want to support their products. I know here I'm talking about, <laughs> uh, I'm talking about boycotting Disney on May the 4th and Disney owns Star Wars. I mean, maybe I'll support Star Wars and just not Disney. <laughs> I'll make Star Wars their only money-making property as long as they keep it from, as long as they uh, keep... Luke, <clears throat> Luke, and they don't allow him to compete in uh, female Jedi sports. Um, <clears throat> so, money talks, folks. Money talks. Here's another way you can influence the culture, and that is to teach a Bible class, to find a place where you can teach the scriptures, because really the founding of our nation and liberty itself was founded upon the principles of the Bible, and when the principles of Scripture, the truth of Scripture, is increased, is proclaimed, when the gospel is taught, when the gospel is proclaimed, then the principles of liberty and the culture war goes in the right direction. It goes in the right direction. You need to teach the Scripture. You don't have to just do it in like a Sunday school class or a weekly Bible study. You could just sit your children down, if you have children, sit down with your family and just teach them the Bible. Let's just, let's just get back to just teaching the Bible at home. You know, I just recently finished a book. It's called Live Not By Lies by Rod Dreher. And in this book, it's an outstanding book, and I highly recommend it to every Christian in America because we may be facing, uh, we may be facing some very difficult and challenging times. And, and this book talks about through the example of Christians that lived through the Soviet Empire and also, um, well, that's just one of the things that he talks about, but taking the example of Christians that lived in the, during, under Soviet uh, rule, how they survived, how their families made it, how they uh, continue to apply Christian principles in their home, um, that's, this book talks about that, and it talks about the fact that 
the antidote to communism and socialism and totalitarianism and dictators is Christianity. It is the Holy Bible. And when we teach that Bible to our families, that is one of the most dangerous things to tyranny, to totalitarian ideas and communist uh, regimes is a Christian family. The family unit itself, they try to tear that down. They try to destroy marriage and the family. And then they also try to destroy Christianity. Not every religion necessarily. Some religions they permit. But Christianity, they tear it down. Because the principles of the scripture are... Um, are in antithesis, or maybe I should say an antithesis, to the ideas of tyranny. And I guess I can get into that in more detail some other time, but this book is awesome, and you really need to read it. Live Not By Lies by Rod Dreher. You can find it anywhere. Uh, I have it in audiobook form as well. But in that book, I, it was really fascinating to read about these... Um, families that went through Soviet occupation of their country, rulership of their land, and they survived and made it through because, in, I mean, huge reason, the, probably the main reason they made it through was because they were Christians and they were teaching Christian principles and ideas. So you want to make a difference in the culture war, sit down with your five-year-old and read him Psalm 23. You are making a difference. Sit down with your 12-year-old and read them uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Sit down with your teenagers and do an actual real-life Bible study about the things that they are facing daily in their life, whether they're in, in their school or in their uh, social relationships, in their extended family, in your personal family, in their personal life. What does the Bible say? Sit down with them and tell them. Sit down with them and teach them. Your kids actually want to spend time with you. They're desperate for it. At least my kids are. I, I hope your kids are. I think most children want more of their parents. Um, and so, so go ahead and do it. Go ahead. And if you don't have children yet and you're looking at your life and it's not exactly what I've described, there are principles here you can still apply. If you're a single person, you should be busting your behind to be teaching the scriptures to others and to be learning it yourself. That is a very significant way. And I have learned in the past few weeks how much of a significant impact it is to learn the scriptures, teach the scriptures, proclaim the gospel. That's huge. That's huge. And I'm going to have to live it, leave it for another day, but let me tell you, pastors, if, there, if, you, if any of you pastors are out there listening to me, you have a huge responsibility and you should not take it lightly. Uh, those of us that are called into the ministry should not take our responsibility lightly. It's very, very serious. But anyway, that's another, that's another, another story for another day. Um, that is all that we're going to be able to do for today. So I hope that you go and have an excellent May the 4th. And uh, I hope that you will remember your money talks 
and let it speak loudly as much as possible. And remember that prayer is powerful as evidenced by the fact that Roe versus Wade might be overturned in the next few weeks. Hey, I say praise Jesus. All right, everybody have a great day. God bless you. I hope you can check me out at PreacherDad.com and uh, check out some of the material we have for you there on the website. All right, have a great day. Bye-bye.